0: Welcome to the Avni Interviews, where your hosts Eric Bork and Mikey Taylor. What up? We're the co-founders of Avni, a brand for entrepreneurs. Here on the Avni Interviews, we interview people doing the work they want and their lifestyle they love to help other people do the same thing. Today, we have a topic that we wanted to share and I'm excited about this one. Um, we have learned a lot doing our podcast and we want to share some of that today. So... Our topic for the day is how to be good on camera or in your content. Um, before we get started, I really quickly wanna uh, plug our academy, continually getting new members and also continually getting people that email us or DM us and say, you guys, uh, I just got my first client, thank you. So the URL, if you wanna check that out, is ovnidigital.com. It's in our, uh, our profile on Instagram. And if you're looking to get clients to pay you a monthly retainer, what we're finding is that back in the day, photography, graphic design, video work, um, a lot of people would go to skate companies, and nowadays, they are starting their own agencies, getting their own clients, and becoming their own boss. So again, ovnidigital.com, and let's jump right in here. What up, Mikey? How are you doing today? What up? Okay, so... um, (laughs) Mikey, you can't check Instagram while we're on the podcast, bro.
1: My bad, my bad. It, it, my bad. I'm not okay. checking. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. He's, I'm here, man. I'm locked in. All right, let's I'm go. true brained up. Let's true, go. Uh,
0: <laughs> That's a whole nother debate. We didn't get a question about that today. So what we did today, really quickly, I'm going to go over. Um, so there's there's one point that I want to emphasize here, and it took us a while to kind of figure out all the different types of content. What people were doing and why they were doing it in certain formats, um, but the one point that I've seen that is very important to be able to do is to be able to articulate your point with passion and fire in 15 to 60 seconds. If you take five minutes to do it, it's it's not going to fit in an Instagram post. You're going to lose people's interest. So with that said. We're gonna practice that on the podcast today. So, how we're gonna do that? It's such a good thing to practice, man. It it <laughs> really is, is. challenging.
1: I, I'm I'm i I'm good at like putting passion or or uh, like hype behind it, but gosh, being like precise and to the point
0: is is hard. It is. So this would be good because I, I can go in circles for sure. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you kind of a shout out here. Hey yo. We just went to Vegas, and in Vegas there's eight people on a panel, and they went through and they were like, all right, in 15 seconds, give us your 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 one thing. And Mikey was like, just be yourself. And the cr- the crowd stood up and clapped, and it was like, dude, you just nailed it. And they were they were hyped. So. Um, and then a few other people were not as to the point and didn't have as much impact. A lot of them were really good because there was a lot of like big players up there. Um, but yeah, so knowing how to just get to the point. And you know who's the best at that? Gary V. Mm. And that's kind of, I think, why he's so just fired up in such a short period of time. With that, we're going to go into a little bit of detail here on the different, uh, a few different points. So that's the main point. The main point is if you're practicing to get good at content, ask yourself a question or ask someone else a question and give yourself 30 seconds, 60 seconds to answer and kill it in that 15 to 30 seconds. So we're gonna do that today. We did q and A. Q&A, so we're gonna answer the questions that we got. We're gonna go through them. Oh, we're gonna try and be, precise and to the point that's what we're gonna do yeah okay,
1: Yep. Dude. yep. So i
0: prepare these things a lot of time mikey's running around talking to investors so i prepare uh, the format so i prepared this one he
1: prepared the format and i haven't looked at any of these questions so, so here, this, this is, is be a true judge of yeah. if mikey
0: can do it, which he's been doing he's been uh speaking in public so he's gonna do a good job so before we get into our q a let's go over a few points um the first in, in regards to making your point one thing to keep is in mind is know your format so you need to know your format and where your audience is listening, and here's why. If you're doing a podcast, people are usually, for the most part, there's exceptions, driving or at work and listening. You know, I've had some people say like, oh, I listen to this before I go to sleep at night, but for the most part, if people are listening to a, a value-packed, not necessarily entertainment-based podcast, they're driving or they are at work. If they're looking on Instagram, you got five seconds. You got five seconds, you you either better throw out celebrity, a really good photo, something that catches them. So you see the difference there? You have some entertainment-based podcast, you can keep people for three hours. Joe Rogan, a lot of his are three hours. Instagram, you gotta grab them like that or have something that people are really interested in. Um, YouTube, it's typically instruction or entertainment. If it's instruction, get to the point quickly. Uh, how to post video? How to share videos on Instagram, do it in two minutes. Don't take 15 minutes to get to the point. Um, if you're entertaining like Chris Chan or Danny Duncan, people can watch you for hours and they love to. They usually make their videos around 10 minutes. Some of them are longer, like 30. Uh, but entertainment, you have a little more time. You want high impact. And real quickly, let's talk about authenticity. Mm. Um, authenticity is a big one. And I remember when we were kids and skating, I read this article in a skateboard magazine. It was like, don't over-celebrate. You did a big trick, don't over-celebrate. Don't make bigger... It's almost like if you did something amazing, but you celebrate too much, it takes away from the... the, uh, What's the word? Gravity of the trick. That's not the right word. Uh, From the impact of the trick. Uh, Another thing, and this is a psychological thing I learned, is the male mind. The male mind is really looking, always looking for exits. Like how long am I going to be here? So one thing that I've learned is that you have, especially with males now, I'm not, I would by, by any means an expert on why that I'm stereotyping here. I know that. So this is not always going to be true. But the male mind's always looking for an exit. Are you going to keep me for 15 minutes or are you going to keep me for an hour? If you have a message that's going to, that should take 15 minutes, and you take an hour, people are going to dislike you. Now podcasts, we keep to a specific format. Ours are about an hour. People know that. I think if we tried to go in, like instructional and value-based, not entertainment-based, uh, we, we would have more time. But because it's, it's, we're giving um, interviewing entrepreneurs, we only have an hour. And mo- most podcasts are under an hour that are instructional. Obviously there's exceptions, but my favorite ones, mix or sure do that're under an hour. OK. With the, anything else there on format and all that, Mikey, he's coming blind here, so maybe not, but. No, I think he did a really good job talking about that. Okay, so now let's jump in with you and I, and the first thing we're going to do, we're just going to, we're going to, we did a Q&A, Mikey posted on Insta, now we're going to answer the questions. So first, Mikey is going to ask me questions. So why don't you start off, flip the page there. Flip it or start here? Uh, no, flip. Oh, no, that's right. You got it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Wow, you really did this. Yep.
1: All right. This is from Rob Rob J.H. Turner
0: 89. Normal person earning 30K. And best want, way to invest. I want you to answer this one also when I'm done. Okay. My, my, my two cents is invest in yourself there. Invest in courses. Invest in something that's going to get you to where you want to go. Um, and that's personal because I spent five years not investing in myself, and trying to figure it out myself, and then I finally came across the solution, start my own digital agency. For me, that was it. Once I figured it out, I did it once, I did it again, I did it again. So my answer would be invest in yourself. How would I do there? That's exactly what I would have said. Okay, so we're on the same page there.
1: Next question. Uh, why isn't Eric filming vids, especially from Beebles
0: Park, missing those broken heart from at Dick's Okay. So this one actually ties in to that last question. And I'm going to throw this out there. That was one of the funnest times ever. We had an amazing time at the same time. I was going through a career transition and I hadn't figured out what I was doing yet. I literally picked up an iPhone and started filming and that was part of the process. So the reason I'm not filming vids is because I found the business and the business has taken up a lot of my time. However, Now, we're able to film more lifestyle content. We just did a trip to Vegas, so you're gonna start to see more fun stuff gradually come out. Um, But yes, those were some of the best times for sure. I love those times too. (laughs) It was super fun. So fun. Um,
1: Do you guys think you're going to keep skating until you're 50 years old for fun? From
0: at underscore xsiv.fb. So, and I want you to answer this one too. For me, I will say this. There, there's only two things personally I do where I get good exercise. One is uh, boxing; it just gets me fired up, like it, I can blow off steam. Uh, the other, is skateboarding. So yes, recently I've decided to skateboard as often as I can. So I will. What about you? Yeah, I'll skate till my body won't let me anymore. Yeah, for sure, hundred yeah. percent. All right, this next one's a good one.
1: Okay, best source for logistics such as boxes, shipping labels, printers, inventory systems, from
0: at Ben Sawyer. I th- Ben Sour. I thought ben this Sauer. was a different one, uh, but this is a good one too. I'm gonna throw out here, hit up Mike Mo. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw him out like that. Do you have another, because Mike Mo's really good at this stuff. Maybe he'll charge you, maybe you could set up a consulting fee, or maybe he'll shoot you a DM with some good info. Mike Mo's really good at this, and I think Mike Mo should eventually teach this because he set up the whole glassy system, and he's really good at it.
1: That's true, actually. Mike There's is. also
0: courses on Shopify you can purchase. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, anything else there? I'd email Mike well. He responds well.
1: Yeah, he does. And he does have a really good inventory system right now. This is a, inventory systems are a challenge for
0: a lot of people. It's not, it's not easy to manage. It really isn't. And the hardest part is there's so many different softwares that you have to choose wisely the software that integrates all your different softwares. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the challenge. I agree. Um, oh, from Jennifer Daigle, this is my girl. Yeah. I've had multiple
1: entrepreneurs talk about double-minded being not good.
0: What does double-minded mean? Okay, so I, I almost asked you this one, and we have just a couple more for me, and then we're gonna get to Mikey. What does Uh, double-minded mean? But I put it for me because, uh, you know, Mikey's wife, Jen, she's doing her company, Kinship Cultivated, with their friend Tabitha right now. And they made a post the other day about uh, being able to multitask. Now, in general, again, I'm generalizing, but the male mind typically, I listened to this tape once and I commented this on Jen's post. Okay. Uh, And I listened to a relationship tape once uh, with one of my exes. And this is, this is what the guy said. He's like, guys really scientifically can focus on one thing for the most part. They're like a, a one-lane highway, maybe a two-lane highway. Girls have scientifically the ability to go way more in-depth and That's personal.
1: Yeah.
0: So to, to the general female mind... Uh they have like a ten lane highway mm-hmm. so they're able to they like a lot of times it'll be more personalized like well, why do you think that it doesn't look good, it doesn't look good on me there's just a lot more detail in general, and so um with that said, me being double minded uh basically i'll say this: I always have done two things at once and it's been one of my biggest hang ups mm. so it's not always possible to do the thing you love at the moment. If it is possible, my best two cents would be do it right now. If it's not, do the do whatever you have to do to make that one thing, the thing that you do, full time. So um, I have always had like my reality path and my dream path, and what I realized is I need to make my dream path my everyday work. Anything to add there, Mikey? Um. No, I think so. Double
1: minded, really, with what they're meaning is multitasking or doing two things at
0: one time. Probably, I would my guess, the way I read it, is doing two things at once. Oh, uh,
1: yeah. I mean, I think you nailed it. I'm not, I'm, I'm way better focusing on one thing, but kind of like you said, sometimes you're not able to do that. Like, if you're starting something on the side, you kind of have to do two. Um, but I mean, I think it's, it's really specific to the person. Like, yeah, yeah I think like, the general idea, yeah, guys aren't as good at multitasking as, as women, uh, but I, I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there that are. Uh, I'm definitely falling line with you. I'm really good when I focus on one thing.
0: Yeah, and you're hyper-focused on one thing. Usually. Hyper-focused on one thing, but
1: yeah, but then it shifts around, right? <laughs> yeah, and
0: I guess the reason I pointed that out in the beginning is maybe it's easier for a girl to multitask. For me, I can't do it. It's mm. so hard for me to do. I focus on one thing. And then the other thing, yeah. I go back and forth and I'm. it looks like I'm doing two, but really I'm doing one thing at a time. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I have to always, I, if, I would say this, if you can't do the thing you want to do right now, make that reality path or the thing you have to do every day uh, free you up for the thing that you want to do. That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah, I
1: agree. Um, what's the best way to approach a potential co- uh, client so add value. Go, this is this is from
0: Lucas Lindstrom so add value look at their business see what they need tell them what you can do be genuine genuine about it have have your offer prepared and show them what you have to offer them and make sure that it benefits them in a major way
1: yeah and and, and I would say it's really good too like starting to do if you can like do something for the client for free like, hey, can I help you with this? Start doing it, show your value, then take them on is a good way. And that's not always realistic to do, but if you can
0: do that, it's really beneficial. No, I, and that's one thing. A lot, like, a lot of our members, they're, they're like, okay, I have all these leads, I, I wanna close all of it. Just pick one, the one you want the most, or yeah. the three you want the most. And yeah, you wanna make $2,000 for every video, $3,000 for every video. Go make one video for free for the three that you wanna sign up the most. Yeah, that's $6,000 you could be making, yep. but then how many more videos are they gonna do with you once you've done that? Yeah, totally, and
1: when people hit me up, like dude, at least me, like, I always need help. Most people always need help. So when somebody goes, hey man, I'm really good at this, I could help you, I noticed you're not doing it, I could do it for free, you're like, okay. And then when you start to experience how good they are, you don't wanna lose them. So yeah, crab, okay, crap, I need to pay him. Yep. You know, so it is a good way to, yeah. to get clients that way. Yeah, 100%. Uh, from our boy Jeff Goforth, best way to monetize an Instagram account with 27,000 followers in the outdoor space. So Jeff has built an
0: outdoor Instagram. Yeah. He's up to 27,000 followers. How do we get our guy to monetize it? So I, I have an answer and then give your answer. So okay. my answer is I found that um, there is always the, the occasional post for money. Um, that is really difficult these days. Uh, unless you have you know five hundred thousand to a million followers, um, it's also a little bit more difficult to stay true to your brand. What I would say is there's there's really uh, solid sales systems. Um, there's having a product via e-commerce. There's having digital products, and knowing how to market those. So the way that I prefer to do it is to have some type of purchase that goes along with it, not necessarily monetized. Supposed post for sponsorship. Now, in the outdoor niche, I don't know how it goes. I do have a friend that had a similar niche, uh, like guns and ammo niche, and it wasn't. It, it was around there, but it wasn't producing enough. He was getting free stuff, but it wasn't actually producing enough. You know, for a living. Um, I I have a feeling Mikey knows a few people who are getting paid to post on that level. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it also. Co- Hey, I think they can hear the, the knocking just so you Oh, know. my bad. Shit. <laughs> that was me. Um, and I'm not going to edit. So. Okay, go ahead. That was ADD. My so bad. Uh, there's the ADHD kicking in. Okay, go ahead. So I, I, you can monetize it at that, but I would prefer to have a stable... Um, for me, it's digital product. That's my favorite. My favorite is to have a digital product that you associate with your account. And if not, it would be to have a Shopify physical product that you either drop ship, ship for someone else. Um, and there's a lot of really good courses on that. We don't offer one on that, but there's a lot of really good courses on that. And the outdoor space, stick with that. That, that industry is so big. Mm-hmm. It's so big. What would you say?
1: Um, I would say if you're trying to monetize it off like doing brand deals, um, he has enough followers to do that. I think at that point you're you're probably DMing or, or getting kind of the, the people in, uh, in charge of the marketing. Uh, emails putting together kind of a little deck for yourself your Instagram the content you can create the reach that you get uh, price per post and start just like hustling it I would say it would be the best place for like a brand deal I don't do a lot of brand deals. that's definitely not my uh, strength Uh, I would say like if there's an opportunity to to monetize it yourself through you selling a product that's the way I would go kind of like what you said I, I would think of a product to
0: sell to your followers sell it on Shopify and then find a Facebook Ads expert. Uh hit us up if you need one. We got one. Yeah. Um all right, next. All
1: right, here we go. This will be a good one. Uh what's up with Bork's kickflip and why does he get so mad when he's golfing? Keep killing it from Tori Torres Alexis.
0: All right. Go ahead, so Bork. Yeah, I'll go ahead. So, my kickflip, I had, I got out of and if anyone didn't see it, we were, when we went to Vegas, we went inside to eat, came out. I haven't skated in I don't even know how long, and it was filming. So I come out, and I'm going to the gym, not in the best, like, jump shape. And they go, hey, let's do kickflips, all right? So I, that whole weekend, I had to relearn kickflips. That was fun. That was the fun part. Why do I get so mad at golfing? It's because I suck at it. <laughs> There's really no other answer other than that. Um, but the, that, those were both really fun. Uh, I just... I've never golfed. It's just something that's so time-consuming. Every every second of my day goes towards Avni and making Avni grow, and I just don't have time to pursue something new. Mm-hmm. For Mikey, it's important because he's working with investors, and a lot of times that's that's what's going on. So Mikey's golfing and has gotten pretty good at it. Yeah, and I think
1: for me, like I I always have to do something that like I can have like like a little release from, mm-hmm. and. Like, golf is, like, so easy to just go over the range and, like, just go hit balls for, like, 30 minutes. It's just, like, it's something for me to just clear my mind. Um, but I, I definitely have been able to uh, kind of mix business with pleasure in a sense. of There's a lot of people I'm meeting with uh, to talk about commune, and it's a lot of them golf. So it's really easy to just go, hey, let's yeah. go play a of golf. We can hang out, have fun, and then talk business. So uh, I've definitely been exercising that one. Yeah. Um...
0: Uh- and oh last one for
1: me so when you guys get drunk who reminisces on skating harder you or eric
0: this is from john Sh- john schwanson i think it has to be me i don't know if mikey really rem- do you reminisce i don't think mikey does um
1: yeah maybe i don't huh no
0: nah, mikey's not a reminiscer like all will reminisce sometimes they'll so be like yeah that was fun like in the <laughs> beginning of the podcast <laughs> yeah i love that i was like oh those were the best days and mikey's like yeah those are cool all right Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I definitely just get stuck on whatever I'm thinking about.
0: Yeah. And it seems to usually be more current. And you're very hyper-focused, and it's, there's, there's a lot going on, so I don't think you really have that much time to, like, reminisce. Yeah. Huh. And, and I, don't know, I don't know if it's like this for you, but for me, I don't think it is. Because I went through 10 years of figuring out uh, what was after skateboarding. Mm-hmm. You went through a very kind of intense year. Mm-hmm. Um. But for me, there was a lot of time to be like, like during the hard, there was a couple of really hard years. It was like, I can't believe this happened. I should have stuck with skating. And I was like really mad. I'm not Mm. anymore. But um, during that time, like that was one of the times where like I was kind of stuck in the past, you know, Um, not a good thing. So reminiscing at this point, it's all good. I love thinking about it. So um, I like thinking about it too. Yeah. I mean, it is crazy to think that we got to like travel around the world and go skateboarding
1: yeah oh yeah you just got to do it
0: for 14 years a long time yeah.
1: yeah it's just so i think for me it's still so new um that uh i don't know i'm not all the way over it yet
0: yeah well that i didn't want to say it but that was for me it took me like literally i don't think it's gonna take you 10 years it took me 10 years to, like really get good yeah over i it.
1: hope it doesn't take me that long no, but you know won't. it was yeah it's still challenging at times it's like dude the, it it ended without me knowing it was gonna end or wanting it to. So yeah. I think there's parts of me that's like, you know, I'm still working through what that what that's like emotionally. So I'm sure yeah. like the reminiscing will get better and better. Yeah,
0: and <laughs> you're still involved with the skate industry. Like there was a while where I totally got out of the skate industry. Yeah. Like, I, I was a team manager for five years, then I got almost totally out of the industry and it was that was the hardest part for me, is not being around. Like skateboarding, there's a sense of community even though you're not friends with everyone. There's a few really close people. It's like, Paul, you guys have been skating together since you're kids. You guys still hang out a lot, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so you're still a part of the community. Yeah. Very much so. Um, okay, so now here's my questions for Mikey. So how did I do at responding in 60 seconds? Did I do all right? Yeah, I thought you did good. All right, so let's I get to you. I actually don't think I'm going to do good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you will. Okay, have you ever been at the point where you wanted to give up with commune, ovni Sovereign? That's from at... Yvonne with two eyes, Molina. Mm, that's a great question. Um, with Commune and ovni,
1: no. Um, with Sovereign, there was a point where it was very difficult. And uh, I don't want to say we wanted to give up, but there was definitely a moment where we were like, I don't know if this is going to work. And that was probably because you were at the helm and then your career ended. Yeah, there, it was a lot of change. It was like, you know, Sovereign is a board company, which uh, is just a different type of beast to build is challenging. Uh, So we weren't making a ton of money. I was spending a lot of time working on it. And then you know, I was able to do that without paying myself because I had money coming in from skateboarding. When I lost all of that, Sovereign definitely wasn't in a position to pay me or uh, support my life. Um, So then that's kind of when my career switched and there was a moment where I was like, okay, we need to set this thing up so it can run without me. Because I need to like figure out what I'm going to do, Yeah, you know, but, but I'm glad we, we didn't give up. All of us wanted to work there. I I would say, no, we didn't think about giving, giving up. There was just a moment where it was really
0: challenging and we weren't sure if we were going to pull it. Yeah. And to, to kind of like make sure to put that in perspective, Sovereign does really well, like knowing the, the ins and outs, like it does really well. It's like doing, I mean, think about starting a board company. Like, yeah. you guys started a board company, and you made sales, and then those sales grew. Yeah, totally. No, I
1: have, I mean, dude, the growth has been great. It, it really has, there's just been, there's been a lot of situations throughout the journey where, you know, Richard and I <laughs> were talking, going, we need to figure out how to make money tomorrow, we're going out of business. Yeah. You know, it's like, with a board company, I'm sure it's with a lot of other companies, it's just, it, it, it's it's just really challenging.
0: It was just, it's just hard, yeah. you know? yeah, okay. Next, um, wh- wh- I'm going to skip that one. Why do you look so much like Adam Sandler at S-G- SJEET456? Yeah, I, mean, I didn't have any control over the way I look. <laughs> <laughs> I came out this way and I'm just keep moving with it. Okay. Uh, and this one I want to answer. What, sing- what was the single greatest experience in both of your careers at Omar the Rockstar Boy? Uh, what a great question. You want to answer it first? Sure. Grace, I, it's funny because like I literally have the day. Uh, I was on tour. I wanted to turn pro. Everybody was like, you're not ready. I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm ready. All right? So we eat breakfast, and I'm like, I got to do some big shit today. We're on tour. Um, f- team manager, Matt Sharkey, takes us to a rail. He was always off, man. <laughs> <laughs> you remember? Sharkey was off. He'd like take us to a rail, and it was like four feet tall. We're like, bro, we can't skate this. Yeah. Dude, he took us to the most perfect handrail on the planet. And I was like, all right, here we go. Back 50. And I can brag now because so, it's been so long. And then, and then I was like, How big right, was I, the rail? It was, it was uh, I think, 13 double stairs. So it was a 26. Okay. And if, if you want to see it, it's uh, on my video part. Uh, I think uh, it's Uprising. It's on my YouTube channel. And then I was like, I remember someone was like, oh, I wish I could do that. And then I was like, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do more. So we we keep driving. We come to this like random campus in the middle of nowhere, and there's this green kinker that's like, back then it was. Nowadays you see like Chase Webb and Ninja doing rails like, nothing compared to that. But it was like four kinks, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna solidify the deal right there. Fifty that thing in the same day, and I was like, I'm turning pro. So that that had to have been the best day for me, Mikey. Oh, man, for me, um,
1: gosh, man, I always get stuck on these ones. Because, like, I know I had a lot of great ones, but I don't know if there was a moment where it was like, like, ah, you know? Like, I I had, a, I had moments that were really cool. When I got my first board, it was, like, a milestone. When I got my first shoe, it was definitely a milestone. Um, but I'm not sure if I ever had, like, the the greatest experience I, I think i just had an overall great experience
0: i, I have well I, i'll tell i'll tell one of the days i was there for huh. mikey comes out to i was working for a backpack company OGO. he comes out to utah and he's in his like he's in his like no sticker no logos anywhere phase i'm the team manager at the time right i'm like mikey put a sticker on your board he tells me no you wouldn't put a sticker on your board i'm like Ugh. <gasps> I was so bugged. So we go skating and this is actually a pretty crazy story because I was watching the Jeffrey Dahmer. uh, No, 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 no. My bad. Not Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, What is it? Ted Bundy documentary on Netflix. It literally is at one of the schools that he like kidnapped someone.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh-huh.
0: Oh, Yeah. And Mikey, that's like a very morbid thing to say. My apologies because that's a real person. Um, But she was the one that got away um, and then testified against it. But anyways... Mikey crooked grinded like it was like a 50-foot rail. That was pretty epic. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had highlights
1: of tricks I did. Just trying to think, like, what the greatest experience was.
0: And the reason I say that one's so cool, yeah, it was a big trick, but you weren't even expecting to do that.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know what I think maybe one of the highlights, like, highlight experiences of my career was? Uh, The first time I saw a kid wearing my shoe. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. It was probably a pretty, that was, I remember when it
0: happened, that was a pretty big moment. I never had that one. That's a, that's a big yeah, one. <laughs> that was cool. That was really cool. All right. So, uh, let's see. Next we have, okay, from Carrie Bauer, uh, does credit card debt begin at an all-time high, um, or being at an all-time high feel like a recession indicator? Does credit card debt
1: begin? No, being at oh, an all-time being high. Being at an all-time high feel like a recession indicator. Oh man, I think there's a lot of things that feel like a recession indicator, tell you the truth. I don't, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe credit card debt, um, but I don't know. I, I, I think there's, I think there's more at play to me. It's just, it, I don't know. I, I base it more off like the real estate market, to mm-hmm. tell you the truth, and just where we're at in the real estate cycle, we're definitely at a high moment um, I heard Randy talking about the other day that we're at a, a inverted yield curve which is a is a a very very good indicator that there's a good chance we're heading into a recession mm-hmm. or possibly in one um I've never heard of uh, i I've just never thought about if if debt if we're in a lot of debt see credit card I don't know I don't know if i think I could be off here and this is me just going having no real knowledge in this space but uh I feel like credit card debt I feel like people are in credit card debt always. Yeah. I, I, I could see that like because because money's so cheap right now mm-hmm. that people are taking out a lot of debt. Yeah. But credit card debt's different than the debt I'm thinking of.
0: Well, one indicator of the Great Recession was everybody's credit cards got lowered. their limits got lowered. Mm. Um that was one indicator. I, I think this is one, like I don't know if you're really like, do you don't really follow the market in the sense of like credit card debt and Mm-mm. and the implications. So I, um, I know that like,
1: uh, I mean, dude, if 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 you're asking if there's a if 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 it feels like we're having a recession or going to have one, I would probably argue towards yes. Yeah, um, I haven't thought about it based on credit card debt, but uh, just hearing that the feds just stopped raising interest rates. Um, kind of feels like something's going on because interest rates are already so low and typically they they drive them up so that if we hit a recession, they can pull them back and uh, help, uh, 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 gosh, not excite the market. I'm drawing blank on on the word I'm trying to find. Uh, Get the market moving again, Mm -hmm. but they've, they've already stopped them. They're stopped at like what, four to five there's not really much left for them to yeah. drop in, in case of a recession, but I know they I, I think they can't raise them anymore because they're worried that's gonna uh, yep. spark a recession. Um so I don't know, man. I, I think we're headed there. I definitely do. Uh
0: and shit, credit card debt being high, yeah, maybe that is a good I don't I'm not sure. I will say this though. We are from what I understand, Mikey's way more in this than me. Um I would. I basically purchased the home in 2007, which if, if anybody knows, that was the worst possible time you could purchase a home. Um, and so I paid very, very, very close attention to what everyone was saying. And back then, I mean, everybody was like, man, the Fed is just setting us up, like houses are going to drop. And it happened. So um, I'm not hearing as drastic of results or as drastic of predictions right now. Um, But I think in general, everybody is saying that we're headed for a correction. I'm not the expert on that. Mikey's way more involved, and he's around people who are very involved. Um, I just don't think it's going to be as crazy, and knock on wood, obviously I do that, uh, as like 2008 was. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, I would agree with you. I don't think it's going to be like 2008. I think it's going to be, but
1: I don't think it's going to be 2008. I think it's going to be more of a... More of like a... I don't want to say standard correction, but uh, I don't think it'll be like 2008.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, Why can't I nollie flip Brody Kern? (laughs) (laughs) Brody Kern hit you up. I'm going to see you next week, man. Bring a skateboard and show me. (laughs)
1: There we go. There we go.
0: Okay. Uh, All are all in, no, are small investments profitable? Like $5 here and there at Luis Castro underscore six. I feel like we kind of answered that one in the beginning
1: um are small investments profitable like five dollars here and there
0: that's very similar to um uh what they're investing at 30 making thirty thousand a year yeah i mean
1: yeah typically like small investments depending on what you're investing into usually you're looking at a percentage base on your money so it should still apply no matter if it's a hundred dollars you're investing or a thousand dollars, uh, just the actual dollar you're getting back might be lower, but the actual percentage should be the same. But yeah, I mean, I think there's a rule of thumb, like putting $5 into something. I don't know if that's the best use of the $5. There's a certain point where it makes the, like, it's kind of what you said. There's a point where you need to look and go, I need to make more money so that I can actually put a good enough amount of money to work where I'm actually heading towards wealth. Right, and if you're making 30 grand a year, 40 grand a year, it, I think you, you gotta figure out how to get past 100 grand a year. So if you have extra money, look at how you can invest in yourself so that you can make more money. I think that's that would be the best return on your dollars. So yeah, if you're looking to invest five bucks, 10 bucks, Put it right back in
0: yourself, figure out how you can make 20 and then 40 and then 100 and then so forth. Yeah, and as someone who's definitely, definitely been there, I spent five years working for a corporation. I started at 35000 I ended at like 55000 from for my raises. That was not going past $80,000 a year. Yeah. It just wasn't. Back yeah. then was very different. Back then you couldn't break out and do your own thing like you could now as easily. Yeah. Um, and I was even in a great position to do that because I had people around me that wanted to start companies and had money. But... Uh, there was a ceiling there, and that ceiling was $80,000 a year. I, uh, if I would have hit a hundred, it would have been a miracle at a corporation where you're working your way up the ranks. Now, that's not everybody's corporation. Some people can work their way up to making two hundred grand a year. But my, I, I, my personal preference is if I'm stuck at something that's going to just get by, I want to do something else either full-time or on the side that doesn't have a ceiling. That's that's my two cents. Yeah, I like that. It, well, let's let's put some numbers to that real quick. Well, I, I guess I just did. Well, what's the number though? If you're gonna if you're gonna be stuck, I would say if you're gonna be stuck in California for life making fifty grand a year, that's gonna be like really tight.
1: If you're making fifty grand a year, living in California, then everything we're talking about about investing and growing wealth and it it's you're not making enough to participate i don't think
0: so figure out a way to make more i absolutely yeah well something without a ceiling where you can make more okay i'm going to touch on this one real quick just because i this is this this is something that you get a lot but you're not necessarily like the active expert on so there's three people or two people who ask questions on the stock market Mm. at kuto pen smile or Mm -hmm. kuto pen smile with a c and then at Cohen underscore underscore Smith. Mm. Do you play the stock market? Why don't you like the stock market? Any tips for teenagers who wanna learn how to invest and trade stocks? Mm. Break Uh, those down into one, fire.
1: Break them down to one. I do not, well, I have money in the stock market. I participate in the stock market. I do not manage that because I don't like the stock market. but I I do have money in it, and I have a team that's managing it. Um, I don't like the stock market because it's one. I don't feel like I have enough control over it. I don't have the time to do the research that I believe I'd need to do in the companies to feel like I'm making a investment and not a uh, uh, a bet. Yeah. Yep. Um, and. And so I've just, it's just never been my thing. And I've I've never, like, there's nothing about the stock market that's ever grabbed me and and kind of pulled me in so that I went, okay, I'm going to learn everything I can about it so I can be the best at it. It's just, it's never grabbed me like that. So I just never, I just never really did it. But you can make money in the stock market. It's why I'm in it. I just, I have a team that manages that. Yeah. And And it's for anyone, for any of the teenagers who want to learn, gosh, there's got to be a good there's got to be a good course or people. Uh, I just don't know.
0: I don't know of any of them. Okay, so for it, it's again, it's the type of thing I think, and I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in here. I think part of it is a lot. A lot of the allure to the stock market is money while you don't work.
1: But yeah, that's sure. not
0: necessarily true. Always, you have to spend a lot of focus and a lot of time and be managing and looking carefully. And on top of that, it's very easy to slip up. Yeah, Uh, and
1: you know what I'm going to say? If you're not, let
0: me finish that so I don't uh, misspeak. It's very easy to slip up if you don't know what you're doing. A hundred percent.
1: And you know what? If you're looking for like advice on where to learn to invest or trade stocks, um, I'm going to give you an Instagram for you to go check out. It's Stephen Carkenny, S-T-E-V-E-N-K-A-R-K-E-N-N-Y. he, he'd be a good one to ask. He'll send you guys some information on where you guys can learn. Uh, Perfect. And, and find your way in that if that's what you want to do.
0: Steven's going to be our guy from now on whenever you get that question. We're just going to plug that.
1: Yeah, so Steven, uh, Steven is the man. He's my boy. He's uh, about to take his test actually on Monday to uh, become a CPA. Um, he helps uh, He helps us actually. He's... He works for my partner, Randy, and also helps with some stuff with Commune. He's been in some of the videos talking about budgeting and uh, hitting him
0: up. He'd be stoked to talk to you and help you guys. All right, I'm gonna switch these last two up. Uh, At Keep Kicking, Dude, when is Nate Greenwood going pro? Um, TBD?
1: I can't answer it because... Ooh. uh, Just... just,
0: There's no good way for me to say it. Uh, just check. Just keep watching what we're doing. Keep watching. That's a good one. All right. And last one, very broad, but this is your this is your 15 to 60 seconds to fire. All right. Mm. Uh, at elid dot venega. What mm. drives you?
1: Uh, what drives me? Um, huh. Well, I think. That's such a good question. Such a challenging one at the same time. I'm, I'm a, I, I really, really enjoy or, or a, am obsessed with the idea of like, how good I can become. Not, not even just on a successful level, just in all aspects of life. And I'm just like very obsessed with figuring out how far I can go. So as simple as it is, I, I, there's a, I, I just wanna see how good I can be at being a husband, a father, a business owner, a friend, Uh, I just, I'm like obsessed with trying to hit my full potential.
0: That's a good one. I'm going to answer it too. It's a big idea. It's a big idea that involves everybody. That's what it's always been for me. It's working towards a project that brings everybody together. And it's so funny because me and Mikey are motivated in very different ways in everything we do. And it's like, it's a very common like thing that him and I have misunderstandings on because he's driven one way and I'm driven another way. And the only reason I say that is because for you, you got to figure out the thing that drives you. Mm. And it's going to be different. You can't look at someone else and say, I'm going to be motivated the way they're motivated. There's a very specific way that I'm motivated and other people's ways don't work for me. So figure out what drives you. And I'm going to give one more example. When I was skateboarding, it was picking a a song to a video part and being like, I'm going to put the rail tricks here. I'm going to put the ledge trick here. I'm going to do the crazy part here. And then all I could do is sit there and think about it. And that's, that's what gets me going. Um, But remember your way of being motivated is going to be different than everybody else else's way. But I will say this, don't try to motivate yourself the way someone else is motivating themselves. Figure out what motivates you and then figure out a productive and positive way to make that happen. Okay. So that wraps up our Q and a questions. How did we do Mikey? I think we did pretty good. I think we did all right for having no like, you came in blind.
1: I, <laughs> I got came to, in so blind. Yeah,
0: I got to think about it all day because I prepared the outline. Yeah. Um, but I mean that's that's uh, just so you guys know we're gonna start having guests on now that we're doing audio only. Um, we're gonna start having guests on that are remote. Uh, we just we just are are starting to line those up now. So we we did a couple that was just me and Mikey, and I'll tell you straight up the comments we get back. A lot of them say like, "Hey, we like when you guys just talk," and I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like. You know, uh, I, there's a couple of podcasts starting up, and I think a lot of people would be interested in in not having to have this crazy guest every time, just to hear you and the other person talk and um, about what's important to you, because people relate to that, and people who do have time will listen to it. Mm-hmm. And that's bad. so. Let's kind of wrap it up here with the content to go back to the beginning. So. If you want to practice, oh, sorry guys, if you want to practice getting good at content, practice what we just did. Ask each other questions. And you know what? If you're going to start a podcast, do one where you interview each other back and forth. Me and Mikey, just because Mikey's connects are so big, we started off, and I have even taken a full course on podcasts, and we just started off interviewing Drama, P Rod, Randall Pitch. And there was a lot of us learning. In the beginning, not that we're the best at it, but there was a lot of figuring it out, and uh, you know, interview each other and practice that. Ask a question, 15 to 60 seconds. Um, learn how to respond and make it make it really impactful in that time. Um, and then one other thing I would add, and this kind of goes more into also into public speaking. One thing I learned the hard way, and. Um, it's a really tough lesson when you learn this is, and I don't like to say it in the negative way of nobody cares, but I like to say only your really close friends care. The audience, if you're in front of a big audience, you need to make sure to pick your time and to stick within that time. Um, There's a couple of times when I was doing speaking events and I basically went way over because I was so fired up about the topic. And everybody else was fired up about the topic too until I was like five, 10 minutes past when I was supposed to stop speaking and they were like, okay, you're done. So remember, only your close friends care and even then you don't wanna take up more of their time. Be very considerate of people's time. Um, Now, if you shut it down on time and you get an encore, then you keep going if the audience wants you to keep going. But just make sure you shut it down within a reasonable amount of time. The, the number one killer, and this I've seen at wedding speeches so many times, is, is don't do the forced enthusiasm or the forced joke or don't plan on something being funny. If you plan on something being funny and it's not, you look dumb every time. Have you ever seen that, Mikey?
1: Yeah, of course I have. <laughs> yeah,
0: of course. It's like someone like... And I've, I've, it's, it sucks when it happens, right? Because yeah. they're like so convinced it's going to be funny and it's not funny. Plan on it not being funny. And if it is funny, great. Everybody's going to laugh anyways. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other thing I would say, and there's a reason I included some of the personal stuff in, in here today. Like why does Bork get mad when he golfs? You want to personalize yourself. You want to... You relate on interest it, it, you want to and this goes into the next one know your audience know what they want to hear know if they want to be entertained if they want nonstop value and it's funny because me and mikey came into it just value only and have realized that people actually want a little bit of that personalization mm-hmm. and um if you can call it entertainment so know your audience know how long you should take Know your audience and know what their interests and their likes are. That's a really easy one to go to go array on. And then uh, again, know your format, practice 15 to second delivery. And, 15 to 60 seconds. Oh, that's what I meant. My bad. 15 to 60 second delivery. And just practice that over and over. And the last one I'll throw out there is storytelling. Practice telling stories. Yeah. Whenever you can answer, with a, a personal story or an impactful story over the answers 15 the story is always going to have more impact and stick with people yeah,
1: i would say get good at that because that's a skill set that applies to a lot more things beyond building content like what i mean, like what i'm like raising money that's what i was thinking is so good for raising money and that's, uh, that's I a mean, good,
0: yeah elaborate on that that's a really good point elaborate on that a little bit
1: well well, look, you just look at like how we're taught or how we resonate with things, right? Yep. Like we're taught by stories. When we were kids, our parents wrote stories, right? Jesus taught parables, by everything is Back stories, to the stone right? fire.
0: That's a, back to the sitting by a fire as a caveman. That's exactly. how things were passed along.
1: Exactly, so that's how we consume information. That's how we relate to the person telling us yep. what's going on, right? So with investing, the, people don't invest because it's a good investment. I know that sounds very uh, wrong, but it's the truth. Everyone, everything on paper looks like a good investment. So you mm-hmm. have to connect with them beyond the investment, and I do it before the investment. I do that through storytelling, so that like they are with me, see the vision, feel it, and everything in them wants to say yes. And you lead them down this kind of funnel to them, you know, hopefully investing. And I do the whole thing through storytelling. I think it's like such a powerful way to get
0: people uh, in tune with what you're saying. And to add to that. Uh, the, the, t- the caliber of people you're having meetings with, they can quickly pick up on a bad investment most of the time. Yes. So the, the good investment on paper is kind of like that starts it, right? But then the storytelling is what.
1: Well, what's funny, no, I don't think so. No. That, now, and, and I'm not saying So this no one screens your numbers most... before you sit down? No. A lot of, a lot of times, so this is. I, I get what you're saying that because yeah, yeah. that's what I would have thought too, right? You, you've got to get in the door first. So you have to look at the conversation you're having as you getting in the door. This is before you even get the deal to the person, right? So typically they're running through your deal after you've met with them, right? So what you want, and and then to take it a step further, usually the person you're meeting with isn't the one who's looking at the deal. Usually it's his team that's looking at the deal. So your whole goal, really, you have to have a good investment because you need their team to not be able to rip it apart. Yeah. So the good investment has to be there, right? But that's kind of what I was saying.
0: And then keep going, I have something after.
1: Yeah, but you have to get whoever you're meeting with so on board that he's calls his guys and goes, guys, I wanna do this. Yeah. If you can't, yeah. try to pick it apart. If you can't pick it apart, we're doing this. Yeah. That's a whole lot better than the guy going, I'll show it to my guys, hands it to the guys. Yeah, You know, so that's, that's why I use storytelling to get, get the person like like fully believing in it and, and in a position where he's going, just let me say yes. Don't find anything wrong with it. Let me say yes. That's a whole lot better than somebody going, I don't want to do this. Just like hopefully it's bad.
0: Yeah. You know. And, and I will add, I left out the first part. And now that you say that, I see what you're saying. A lot of it at this point is your story before the meeting. Before the meeting, to take the meeting, a lot of times it's your story. What do you mean? Uh, Like you told me about a meeting the other day and someone's like, I've been hearing your name a lot. So there's a story associated with you.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'm just saying in general, I think storytelling is like amazing. Get good at it. It's like even like, I don't know, like even for like fun, like when you're with your friends and you want to tell them about something that happened to you two days ago, get good at delivering it. It's like. Yeah. Just having people engage with what you're saying, I think is powerful. Yep.
0: Yeah, you know? Yeah. and I, I will be honest, I learn a lot from being around Mikey. We're doing, on a daily basis, very different things. He's doing a capital raise right now. I'm in the trenches doing digital marketing. We both, I don't cross over to the raising money. He crossed over to the digital I marketing. I
1: don't cross over to the
0: trenches of digital marketing. <laughs> but you do with personal brand social yes, media. Yes, yes, yes. For sure you do. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, yeah, that's, if I could leave you guys, if we could leave you guys with one thing, it's figure out how to deliver micro content with impact and enthusiasm. That is one skill that we've seen. Even if you're being interviewed and the interview's 45 minutes, take those questions and respond impactfully with something they can chop up and send out to their people. So that would be the message I'd leave you guys with. I think that's kind of- That's good? Yeah. All right. All right, you guys. um, Keep on the lookout. We're starting up new segments we're really excited about. Uh, We're filming us doing things. It's called Doing It. It's just us doing what we do. Um, Also going to be filming some other people doing what they do. But we want to show things in action. Uh, Also, good times. We're trying to take trips as often as we can. Um, A lot of good segments. If you're not already following, at Intelligence. And that's a wrap. Okay.